This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Unforgiven. Unforgiven. I ain't like that no more. Hey, I'm, I'm Unforgiven. Prone to cussing real easy, abusing animals, and getting back at me. I don't want to end my life Unforgiven. <laughs> I love that line. This movie was directed by Clint Eastwood, came out in 1992, written by David Webb Peebles, 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 Peebles. Uh, starring Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Fairchild, uh, other, Richard Harris, no, not really. Hackman. those are the big ones. Eastwood, what kind of sissy name is that? Yeah. All right, well, Scott, this is yours. Uh, what's your history with this movie? So, I, I saw this in the theater... Uh, again, just nebulous memory of like which parent might have been there at the time or no parent. Uh, this is definitely something that that was more up my my dad's alley. Although, again, he, he tended to prefer older stuff, so I'm not entirely sure about that. Uh, but saw this in the in the theater when it came out as a kid, uh, and, and have seen it multiple times over the years, and it, it holds up every time. Um, Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to say I enjoy it a little bit more each time. Like there's something I, more I appreciate about it. Uh, this this is I, I feel like without too much uh, uh, putting too much onus on the movie that this is one of the all time westerns. Uh, especially coming at the end of one of the all time western movie stars, uh, mm-hmm. like his last western that is. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, last I, movie too. Or not. <laughs> 30 years later. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Alex, what's your history with this movie? Uh, kind of similar to Scott. I remember watching this. I, I definitely saw this with my dad since we're big Clint Eastwood fans from the Westerns to the Dirty Harrys to everything. So we, we went and watched this uh, fairly soon after it opened. And I remember even as a kid, I didn't get a whole lot. I was bored for most of it, but I, I still came out liking the movie. <laughs> not really understanding the undertones, of course, of everything that was going on. Uh, but now, yeah, same with Scott. As I watch it now, and it's been years since I've seen it, it's it's an amazing film. All right. Uh, my history, I did not see this in the theater. Um, I didn't see it until years later. Uh, but as, like, with your guys' parents, uh, my dad, uh, huge Clint Eastwood fan, um, I know they saw. I think I want to say my mom, my brother, and my dad all saw it together or something. I never did. I don't. It's ninety three, so I don't know why I wasn't there. Maybe I'm misremembering it. But anyway, they all saw it. I don't think this is in my dad's top list because I don't remember him ever like going back and rewatching it. Uh, but Clint Eastwood's one of his favorite actors, and I think his second favorite actor is Gene Hackman. So this <laughs> is right up his alley. Um, Otis yeah. Bird. <laughs> yeah, Ned Beatty was not in it. Oh. But yeah, and what I'd also remember is this thing cleaned up at the Oscars. 
I'm if I'm reading this right, it won Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Sound Mixing, Director, Screenplay, Supporting Actor, Cinematography, Film Editing, and Design. Special effects. Um, this isn't one four, so maybe not. Maybe it didn't win all those. Clint Eastwood was, I'd like to paraphrase, was on record saying that he would never win an uh, an Academy Award because, uh, like, part part of it was because he said he wasn't Jewish. So, (laughs) Jesus H. But was he talking to an empty chair at this point? It could have been. Could have been. Don't don't know. Um, Sorry, I missed with that. He won Best Picture and Best Director. He was nominated for actor. Gene Hackman won for best supporting actor. Um, I think that's it. But anyway, that's pretty good winning all those. Um, that was also just the. I get this out of the way. I never leave these up. It, for best picture, it beat out Sin of a Woman, Howard's End, A Few Good Games, oh. A Few Good Men, and at The Crying Game. Oh. So there you go. Take a flare right. door to this place. Oh. Einhorn was a man. Anyway, as usual, we're going to talk about seven <laughs> items from the movie. Scott, what's your number seven? I kind of, I kind of want to just talk about Son of Woman. But, uh, <laughs> Ooh, uh, oh. Put it on the list. <laughs> he goes he goes full Pacino in that movie. Uh, he does. Uh, anyways, my, my number seven. Uh, so, the, my coming together with, with seven for this one was a little tough. Um... So uh, a few things on my list are, are broader topics. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start with uh, my number seven, which is one of those. Uh, so the, the movie does a lot of, uh, I think, pretty solid showing, not telling. Um, you know, like what, what kind of happens to Ned. Uh, you get the one great scene with, with him and Morgan, or, or, sorry, uh, with, with Morgan Freeman and Gene Hackman together, where... Morgan Freeman's basically being tortured, uh, but you never see him get captured, and and you never see him get killed. Um, it's not until you know, kind of jumping toward the end of the movie here, uh, that you see him uh, in in the the coffin in front of the the saloon. Uh, you know, as just as an example of, of some of the, the the really solid filmmaking that's going on here. Uh, but all that said, some of the the tell is is also pretty cool. Uh, just. Uh, exposition. When, I, I think one of the the weak points of the or the weakest uh, moments in the movie, uh, even even if it is still cool, is again toward the end when when they're on the hill, and uh, one of one of the whores comes up, and and just basically starts spitting out all the exposition about his past. <laughs> like uh, yeah, that, that, that kind of makes me chuckle. She's like. And then how he said you killed this person, and then that person, and how you also murdered all these other people. Like, that, that, that's what it kind of feels like. Um, but even that's cool. Um, you know, you, you uh, get get little bits and pieces uh, through throughout the movie. Um, you know, uh, the Schofield kid uh, telling stories uh, about what, what Will had done in his past. And he doesn't even remember because he was drunk when it happened. Um the uh all the stuff that you know these stories that they're telling uh these embellished stories uh, gene hackman and uh and william harris or sorry richard harris are uh about their past um and you know the kind of these half truths of these stories that they're telling um it's 
uh, it's it's all really compelling stuff, uh, and it it, um, it it ties into so, some of the stuff later in my list. Uh, but again, uh, just just some of the the, the exposition um, yeah. is is also a lot of fun in this movie. Yeah, I have a little more about to say about this too. But the one thing I did like was. When English Bob is telling all his stories, his exaggerations were to up the numbers. And later on, everyone's saying all the stuff about Clint Eastwood. And then they leave, and then uh, Morgan Freeman went, I, wasn't it like six guys? Yeah, I don't know. Like, the numbers were even like better. Yeah, than, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than as scouted. All right. Uh, Alex, number seven. My number seven is Pooh Flingin'. Again, don't watch a lot of movies where they just literally fling poo at people. So this was uh, surprising and uh, delightful because those sons of bitches had it coming. I mean, in the old west, they don't they don't tell you this, but there is a lot just piles of horse shit everywhere. So <laughs> poo flinging whores. Yeah, there was plenty of ammunition there, and man, they got right in the face with some horse shit. It's awesome. I hate manure. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't in a carton either, just dust the floor. So it's double dirty. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my number seven, and this is the only little nitpick I have of the movie, and it's trying to, it's a little too hard to sell that Clint Eastwood's an old man and he's, they can't trouble getting on his horse. Like, happened a little too many times for me. Um, that's all. A little nitpick. The beginning, him falling over, trying to get the hurdle of the pigs or the hogs, and then. All the troubles, always trying to get on the horse. I felt like, okay, I get it. He's old and he's washed up and whatever. Um, that's all. That's my only little nitpick I have on this. So that's my number seven. Uh, Scott, what's your number six? Uh, my number six, uh, and there's, there's a, a few scenes of pretty brutal uh, violence. And, and I think with the exception of the kind of the final shootout, um, it definitely doesn't glorify uh, violence uh, for the most part. Um, and, and when Will takes the beating, uh, he's already like on death's door with like the really bad, uh, like, I'm, I'm assuming it's some kind of like Old West fever pox or something that he barely survives. Yeah, um, fever. Uh, but yeah, and he just gets the shit kicked out of him. Um and uh, it's it's really the the perfect way to to set up uh, Gene Hackman as the uh, the kind of the, the I guess the main antagonist. I don't want to say villain because uh, if you really analyze the movie, <laughs> it, it it's it's kind of hard to pick like who the actual villain is in this. Um, but but it's it's a great way of setting up uh, Hackman as, as the main um, antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they don't, you know, they don't see each other for the rest of the movie um, until the very end. Um, and there's barely any dialogue from for Clint Eastwood there. Um, so it, it's kind of cool that they're, they're, they're setting up both these characters. Uh, or the movie spends so much time setting up both these characters for the rest of the movie uh, for them to meet up once again after that, that initial meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex, number six. My number six, and even as a child watching this movie i was like damn the west was fucked up and that's when he has to leave his kids for like two or like a month those kids couldn't have been older than like uh i don't know 11 
and maybe six or seven. It's cool. Sally Two Trees was like twenty miles away. She could help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two trees. So yeah, the old west <laughs> was rough. You had to go somewhere. You're single parent. You had to leave your kids alone for a month. Oh man, they must have thrown some ragers over there. <laughs> but yeah, that was sobering. Yeah. I was like, damn. Harsh. Harsh life. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, my number six uh, is one of the just the funnier moments uh, that I got chuckle out of is uh, all the guys talking about how Gene Hackman's such a badass killer or good sheriff. He's not scared of anything, blah, blah, blah. He's just he's a terrible carpenter. And then just later on <laughs> when the writer's in his room and just water's leaking from <laughs> every spot in the roof and... They don't really say anything until the very end when he's like, he gives him a death look when he's complaining about the leaky roof. He, say, he says like nothing. like something to the effect of, "I should should hang the carpenter." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like Gene Hackman's <laughs> Gene Hackman's all butthurt about it. <laughs> yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> that was my number six. All right, Scott, number five. Hey, number five is. Uh, uh, Will and the Schofield Kid on the Hill. I don't remember like what his first name was supposed to be. I think he's just the Schofield Kid the whole movie, right? Let me look here. But your IMDb yeah, I think just he says, says his Schofield. name like at the start. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he does say his name, but I, I don't remember. Um, at, at any rate, um, and White Earp, I think his name was. When it's just the two of them, and I'll have more to say about like the deconstructing of a western genre uh, pretty soon here. But uh, when uh, He's the Schofield kid is is uh, like broken down that, that he's killed a man and it's awful, um, and you, you see Clint Eastwood here um, as, as Bill Money as Will. Uh, he's kind of right on the edge of of going back to, to who he used to be, uh, but he's not quite there yet. Uh, but he's not routed at all by by any of his death, and, and you really start to see that. Uh, you know, kind of that that persona that they hint at um, through these old stories, um, and he he gives that that great line of uh, like basically killing a man's a hell of a thing. Uh, you take away everything he has and everything he's gonna have, and then he just has the kid drink, um, and they're just like polar opposites in that scene, uh, where he's he's perfectly calm, like Clint Eastwood's perfectly calm. Uh, if if the again if the death is bothered him it's it's not on a like a personal level um because they're they're they've established there is some good to him you know with the kids and um and and how his wife like got him uh, like clean and sober and all that uh he would also take a free one (laughs) but he he didn't though if he wasn't to take one at all, if it yeah. wasn't for his, you know, his wife, he would take a free one. <laughs> I know, well, I heard Silky was giving out free ones. Uh, and Strawberry, or whatever that was, Francis Fisher. Mm-hmm. All real names. Yeah, uh, yeah just just the, the juxtaposition of two of them on the hill. It's, it's just a great shot. You see, you see the town off in the distance and the, the storm clouds gathering in the background. Um and then, of course, the, the horror comes to tell him about what happens, as what's happened to Ned, and uh, the, the dialogue's still great here, uh, where um, Will doesn't believe it. You know, Ned can't be dead, you know, uh, 
and it's all pretty simple. Uh, and then uh, you, you see Clint Eastwood start taking toots of the <laughs> of the whiskey because uh, he's he's ready to get his killing on. Uh, but yeah, that, I, I love that whole scene. So that's fun and fun. All right. Cool. I have a little more to say about those. I actually kind of broke that into two different sections for me. So I'll talk a little more mm-hmm. later. Uh, Alex, what's your number five? My number five uh, talks to Scott's point that this movie does not glorify violence. And it is that this is a tough watch. And it's exactly that. It, it's. Uh, I'll talk about this a little bit more up in my list. But yeah, every, everything that's violence, it's like very wincy. It's like, uh, it's, not, it's not a fun Western. We'll say that. No, it's definitely not. It's not having the bonanza music in the background and <laughs> the magnificent sound music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, my number five is the stuff with English Bob. Um, not only him just talking about how great the queen. No one would ever shoot a queen. You know, you only shoot a president. But then just kind of have him come in and all the stuff that he's a blowhard and Gene Hackman telling all the stories about him which comes into play later with Clint Eastwood's character but just all that stuff about English Bob and him just being a little prick and <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> stuff about the Queen uh, yeah they're, they're also good in this uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Richard, yeah like um, you notice what, like on his way out of town he, he kind of drops into this like like lower umpton accent <laughs> he's like a pox on you yo like instead of like the high fluting, oh oh chap kind of English accent he's affecting at first, you can see like he, yeah. he's so completely full of shit that at that point like even his like his accent and his manner was was all an act as well. Um, and like you said, Jeff, it's it's fun to find out that that Gene Hackman's also full of shit. Like yeah. <laughs> like he's giving a more accurate account of of what happened in the past, but like all his stuff about the the gunfighting and stuff is still. <laughs> still completely just uh, like for for his own like uh, aggrandizement, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he cur- did he curse Whiskey Hill on his way out? <laughs> sh- shoe smell. No. He might have. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. Number four. All right, uh, number four is uh, so the, this movie uh, kind of. Famous is not the right word, but uh, it's it's well known now how how much this this movie deconstructs the the western genre. Uh, but um, what doesn't get talked about as much is that it it also glorifies it as well because there, there's still a lot of those tropes there, um, and they they kind of play off each other. Um, so you, you still get a lot of stuff of like the the old gunfighter coming out for one last job kind of thing. Uh, you you get uh, that 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 shootout at the end. Um, even even though they they got away to have the dialogue afterwards to deconstruct that, even um, just the way that it's shot, um, you know, just that like there's all these wide open spaces. Um, I, I I did like that. Uh, Except for the part where they, they kill the second guy, the second rancher, like there's really no hint that they're anywhere near a desert or any kind of bad land or whatever. Um, and there's a lot of rain, so like the you know the typical Clean Eastwood where they're in the middle of the desert and everybody's sweaty and grimy and it just makes you want to get a glass of water. 
uh, this is not in play here. Um, yeah, because it was more of a winter time. Right, right, but uh, yeah. it's so yeah, it's it's not a spaghetti western. Uh, yeah, I didn't see any spaghetti either. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, they didn't. They didn't have spaghetti in the old west. What? Damn, that's hell. Whoa, well, in the old west. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Jeff? Nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna make a spaghetti western joke, and I realized that's the joke you guys were making. So. I but yeah, then, then it obviously deconstructs the, the Western stuff so well, where uh, there, there really isn't uh, like a good guy here. Um, there's there's no innocent person. That really like the by the end of the movie, really the only innocent person is uh, the uh, uh, the cut up whore. Yes, Delilah. Yeah, um, and and she happens to be it's a, a better whore. way of saying it. Yeah, so so that that I don't know if you guys recognized her uh, more recent most recently from uh, Bad Boys. Nope. Uh, yeah, Bad Boys <laughs> and from uh, fucking. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, uh, True Romance. Christian Slater. Yeah, she's True Romance. True Romance also. Uh, Pro. So yeah, really the the kind of only innocent character at the end, um, and it, and you know it turns out that our protagonist is objectively like the most evil character. <laughs> That, that any of the other characters come across in the, in the, in the entire well, that's just that's just a whiskey. Yeah, uh, you know and they they have the I couldn't help but think of uh, um, you know going going off topic here uh, couldn't help but think of uh, usual suspects um, as he's riding out of town and he, and he gives the cool speech about how he's gonna kill everybody and burn their houses down, which also reminded me of. Uh, uh, some of the stuff they, they talk about Kaiser Soze in uh, Usual oh, yeah. Suspect, but also how they have a beat on him and nobody wants to pull the trigger. Like, like and it, they just saw what he did. Yeah, like the whole that was nuts. Like, how do you shoot the devil in the back? What if you miss? Like that that mm-hmm. that whole thing. I, I couldn't help but but uh, make that connection. Uh, yeah, there there is no like real justice here. Uh, you know. If, if we're playing against Western tropes, for the most part, uh, mm-hmm. just they they make a point in the movie, um, and they they uh, literally say at the end when when Clint Eastwood finally kills uh, Little Bill, uh, when Gene Hackman says like I don't deserve this, and Clint Eastwood uh, just cool as hell says deserves got nothing to do with it, uh, and and really that applies to just about every character in the movie, um, yeah. like really nobody deserved. Uh, like the level of comeuppance that they got, like maybe, maybe the guy that cut up the whore, <laughs> maybe the guy that cut up Delilah, uh, but yeah. but but nearly everybody else, um, you know, really doesn't deserve what happens to them. Um, so it's oh, they killed Ned. Right, there's I mean that that's the part that I think that it, that's why that's the one part that's kind of glorifying the violence. Um, yeah. Is like the revenge power trip thing, um, so uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm definitely rambling at this point. But uh, just the idea that they, the movie, as much as it deconstructs, there's also a healthy amount of, of glorifying everything. And uh, just just one last bit on on this, um, uh, you know, like before the final shootout, 
uh, when they're riding into town, the, the camera goes into first person. Um, just like Doom. Yeah, just like Doom. Yeah. All of a sudden, awesome. he pulls out a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if you guys were going to talk about that at all. That particular show. About what? When he goes into first person when he's riding into town at the end. Uh, I'm not always going to talk about that. Okay, so I thought, I thought that was really cool because, like, in a way, that, that was drawing in the audience because just briefly the audience becomes Will um, to set up the whole thing of, like, like, yeah, we've been spending the whole movie <laughs> showing how horrible violence is. Well, we're, we're going to show you some more, and now we're, we're drawing you in. Like, we're, we're making you want him to kill. Like, like you're along for this ride now, whether you want to be or not. Is, is, mm. I think that that kind of shot is establishing there. Um, so, just uh, a, a, some cool... Uh, I guess cinematography? Yeah. Uh, of a, yeah. just that looking you see Ned and then you see inside this loom and uh, yeah it's, it's good stuff so that's that's mm-hmm. my my long winded number four <laughs> yeah number I don't even know what number, number one through four, four. <laughs> Alex what's your number four uh, my number four is that scene in the in the in <laughs> Little Bill's leaky house <laughs> he's got no straight angles in that damn house uh, <laughs> and he basically foreshadows what happens at the end what makes a good gunfighter and I love that whole conversation where he's talking to WW and he's telling him, you know, it's not that easy to kill a man. And he gives him the gun and he tells him to shoot. And even he offers it to English Bob and he doesn't even take the gun. Uh, Those are different scenes, though. The leaky roof and what yeah. you're talking about. One's in oh, the jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, well, the, in, in the jail's bad. when he breaks down. I meant in the jail. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he's telling, this, telling how, it, you know, English Bob is way faster. But, you know... It's the person that stays cool under fire and like takes the time to to really aim. Takes that extra half second to just steady himself. That's the real like gunfighter, which is what exactly what happens at the end. And it's I, I just I'm a sucker for good foreshadowing. That was great. Yep, I agree. Um, okay, uh, my number four is just it's Scott or I think it was Scott mentioned it. The top of the hill. Um, I think he mentioned a lot. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I basically, I basically broke down the whole movie. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> so it's basically when Will finds out that they killed Ned, and he just grabs that whiskey bottle, and it's, it's basically also what Scott has said. They're deconstructing a western, saying how bad it, glorifying it. But once you see him grab the bottle of whiskey, you're just like, oh yeah, here comes the vengeance. <laughs> and he's got, he's got the old whiskey in his hand. So I just really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, and just, you just grab and it didn't make a big deal about it. It wasn't like the camera zoomed in on the whiskey or toss me the whiskey, boy. He just okay, so kind of grabs it, and pulls it out of a stone like Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Popeye. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the proudest of the brown liquors. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. That's my number four. Scott, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is again more more of a general one, but. Uh... Some some great actors in this movie, and and they're all at the top of their game. Um, I think this is easily my my favorite Gene Hackman. Um, probably my, my my favorite Clint Eastwood. Um, you know, Francis Fisher is great here. Uh, Saul Rubinek, uh, who who's also really good in uh, True Romance, more as, as far as my most recent things we saw. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Um, 
Yeah, Richard Harris is fantastic. Uh, of course, Morgan Freeman. Um, and uh, yeah, just just some great performances. I think mean, I think Gene Hackman kind of kind of steals the show here, though. Just equal parts menacing and and still charming um, and and ruthless all at the same time. Um, he, he's like he's still likable, <laughs> uh, except when he's just being a complete shitheel. Uh, you know that mm-hmm, yeah. the, the, the whole scene with English Bob, the you know just the uh, the the ending, uh, but yeah, just just some great performances here. Very cool, Alex. Oh, my number three. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it is. I like that this is not a heroic western, like like uh, we've mentioned before. It, it is a deconstruction of the western. Uh, there's no uh, clear cut heroes, villains, just protagonists, antagonists, and like shit that happens. Uh, in other westerns, up, up up until that point, I mean, I don't know of any other western up until Unforgiven that I saw where people were like crying and actually remorseful about you know what they did. It's like, oh shit, killing that guy. I'm never gonna do that again. You can have all the money. Here's my gun. That never happened. So I thought that was you know awesome. Put it you know putting in like a bit more of a perhaps a more realistic spin on what it was like in the old west. What it's like to like. Take a life, Ugh. yeah. I'm sh- I'm not. I don't know enough about Western. This has probably been. I have to say, I've been in my room. I doubt. Like one of the TV shows or something, where like a kid had to do his first kill or something like that. And... He said that was great. Let's do it again. <laughs> probably the old West. Yeehaw! <laughs> Let's kill more. There's one. Yes, it's it's funny <laughs> in uh, like even in Tombstone. They got out of the way in the beginning. Uh, Wyatt tells him, "I've only had to kill like one man, and like you don't ever want to know how that feels." And then the rest of the movie is just people <laughs> killing each other, yeah. which is awesome. Oh, no complaints, man. but yeah, they go full commando. They're like they they pay some lip service to like, like yeah, killing people's bad, but we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Check this out. This guy's gonna think he's gonna suck on an opium pipe. Watch this. <laughs> Deleted scene. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, my number three is the the shootout scene at the end when Eastwood or Money uh, walks in and just shoots everybody. But the, the thing that makes it good is exactly what Hackman says to the writer when he's talking about um, English Bob, where they're all panicking and they're misfiring and they're doing everything wrong, and he's just cool and just picking people off. I mean, it's it's pretty badass and it's only my number three because i think there's better stuff about it i mean this would be the typical western scene in all westerns but because it's mm-hmm. mimicking what hackman said earlier um i just really liked it and the fact that you know they're all talking about you know they're doing the tommy lee jones here we're gonna search for this guy every in-house outhouse blah 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 and he's just standing there waiting for him <laughs> coming through the saloon yeah, doors yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and just yeah everyone's panicking and doing all this shit and he's just taking him out cold so yeah it is interesting that that little bill might have been the one person to take his time but uh he flinched when when he slipped through the shotgun at him yeah <laughs> so that's it's you'll talk more about that yeah yeah that's it that's my number three so scott number two number two uh the the duck of death is revealed 
and <laughs> that, that, dick. that scene is that scene is so good, and yeah. and like Richard Harris doesn't even say anything in that scene. He just it's, no. just, it's in the background, and he just still um, is is doing some great acting. Uh, speed, speed up, Harry! Harry, you're a wizard, Harry. Wizard Harry. Uh, yeah, just uh, how uh, W.W. Beauchamp <laughs> is telling the story, and then just the, the story that Hackman tells, and how he keeps saying "duck of death," um, and then finally uh, uh, Beauchamp corrects him, saying it's Duke. And then Hackman just like super menacingly says, Duck I says. <laughs> like it's such a great line. <laughs> Duck I says. Yeah. Um, yeah, just that story that he tells. Um, and then yeah, the the how tense it is when he hands him the gun and then uh, for a second like Beauchamp's like, Well what if I give it to to English Bob? And uh, Hackman's like, Go ahead. And then the he empties out all the bullets and he's like, you're right not to take the gun, Bob. I'd have killed you. Like, <laughs> just such a fucking great scene uh, without without breaking it down so, much more. When Hackwood takes the gun back and he empties it and the look on uh, English Bob's face, was he like, was he thinking it was a test and that it was empty and he passed? And then so he was upset that it was loaded or because uh, his reaction was kind of didn't make sense to what I thought what was going on there. I think you he was just saying? emasculated. Like his confidence was shot. But I get that, but it was when he emptied the bullets is when he made the thing. Like, oh. like I don't know, it was just kind of weird. Like well, After he emptied all the bullets, it was kind of like Oh, fuck, you know what? Like, Maybe. I get what you're saying, yeah. But then it's it also like, kind yeah, of goes against... Give me, yeah, you wouldn't give me a loaded gun. Whatever. <laughs> then he saw the bullets like, oh shit. Yeah. Sure, but then also it goes against what Gene Hackman was saying was even if it was loaded, this guy, you know, he's gonna fucking miss and I'm gonna kill him. Like, so I don't know. It was just kind of a weird. His his reaction there was weird. I didn't know how to read it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, th- I think that it's I, duck. Yeah, I think, says. Yeah, I think I think he. Yeah, I was disappointed that he didn't take the gun. Um, it might might have been a little more like bravado is not the right word, but uh, where, where Hackman was just saying that for Beauchamp of like, yeah. like I would have killed him if he'd taken the gun. <laughs> like I would have beaten him. Yeah. And in a revolver, you can see that it's loaded if it's pointed at you, right? So I don't know, but it wasn't pointed at him. So never mind. Forget it. All right. Uh, what, we're on to Alex number two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, little Bill, Gene Hackman. Yeah. We've already said a lot about his character. Enough said. He's fantastic. Okay. Well, I'll add on to that. He's my number two as well. But I like that he. I have. He's the bad guy in quotes with depth. He. I. He really. Yeah. He does some shitty things, but the whole time he's just trying to keep these bad people out of his town. These these girls put a a bounty out there, which is going to bring you know a bunch of shitheads to his town, and he's trying to keep them out, which he does with English Bob, and he doesn't know the difference between. You know, later on when Clint Eastwood... Because they're the same guys, basically. So he overdoes it, you know, with what he does to, obviously, Morgan Freeman's character and other stuff. Mm-hmm. But and, and he has no he, interest in, in like, like any kind of justice for, for the woman getting cut up, though. So that that no, kind of makes him a yeah. shithead right off the bat. So Yeah. It does. But I still... He's not really the bad no, guy. No, he's not. Like he's not, he's not, like... He's the antagonist, but not the villain. Yeah, it's... Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the right... Yeah, the end, what, he just gets paid. He has the the pimp get paid or whatever. The owner of the billiards room gets paid. The girls get nothing, right? That's what happens. And they wanted to shoot him, which... I don't know, that's over-punishment for... She got cut up, but was, I don't know, man. The whipping sounded good. Get him money and the whipping? Were the girls even happy with that? Yeah. Or they just wanted blood? Yeah, uh, I think they blood. wanted blood after that. After like, they, everybody ain't but, even gonna get a whipping. Every, yeah, everybody horses. but the poor woman that got cut up. Like, <laughs> it's mostly Francis Fisher that's kind of like browbeating yeah. everybody else into that kind of kind of frenzy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when the younger or the other, I don't know, the younger cowboy brings the extra horse for her. She kind of seems she's not rejecting the idea, and then they start throwing the shit like Alex was saying and kicking him out of town, like. I don't know, she might have been okay with it, but you don't know. She's also scared of those guys, so I don't know. Uh, one, one kind of uh, thing kind of outside the movie here, um, you know, Gene Hackman is, is kind of notoriously difficult to work with, <laughs> at least with certain directors. Um, I, I'm, like, just a little bit, like, you know, maybe you're making more out of this, like somebody who's never, obviously, like, been on set with either one of these people, but... Um, you haven't? I know, I know. I think it's surprising, huh? Uh... You've never been. No. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I wonder, like, what what it was like on set with Gene Hackman and Clint Eastwood, because, like, if there was a director that, like, is not going to put up with anybody's shit, like, <laughs> it would be Clint Eastwood. And, and Clint Eastwood is famous for, like, not giving actors, like, real direction, at least as far as character choices. Um, you know, I've, I've heard interviews with Saul Rubinek where, you know, he he came to like would come up to Eastwood to be like I, I kind of want to do this with my character or try this out and Eastwood would always be like yeah sure go do it like <laughs> I don't care like if somebody asked like what's my motivation like Clint Eastwood you know he's not the director for that like, <laughs> he's he's also not the faster <laughs> more intense director either um, but uh, yeah I'm just curious there um, you know to, to see like what what kind of working relationship the two of them would have had uh, yeah. You know, if they ever butted heads or whatever the case may be. Like um, Gary Oldman and um, <laughs> yeah. Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for Keanu. Stop. Wait, stand there. Keanu. He's not even here. Keanu's not in this. What are you talking Don't about? Don't worry about Keanu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Where are we at here? Uh, Scott number one? Or was yes. that your number Scott yes. number one. Uh, the final shootout. Uh, just, um, you know, even after all the, like you said, the deconstruction, still, Alex kind of pointing toward this, it's still so satisfying <laughs> that, that at least little Bill gets some confidence here for, for, for Ned, who, while not innocent, um, definitely didn't deserve what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and then it plays out exactly like, uh, little Bill had said earlier, um, and then, like some of it's almost comical, like like the it's the the obese deputy. Uh, he's just like shooting in the air. Like he's not even pointing his gun. Like he's so like so round trying to get shots off. And uh... <laughs> is he like the guy in the sand barge who shoots Luke's hand when it's in the air? <laughs> yeah. So what are you aiming at? Center mass. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the, the the setup there, like where he shoots the the bartender, like he, sh- 
he should have armed himself before he went decorating his saloon with my friend. You know? <laughs> Some badass yeah, lines really. there. He should have, yeah. Yeah, the whole uh, deserves got nothing to do with it. Uh, and then, you know, Pochamp, in, in a small moment of comic relief, uh, thinks he's been shot. And, you know, he's like, you ain't shot. Uh, and then um, he has him like grab him some some weapon like a some ammo and stuff and he says you sure you ain't armed <laughs> just kind of it's it kind of a weird exchange um, and then you know Beauchamp launches into the whole you know experienced gunfighter always draws on the fastest guy first blah 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 and, and Clint Eastwood's like what the fuck are you talking about this <laughs> <laughs> luck yeah uh, you know he takes some uh, another healthy. Of the uh, nip of, of whiskey, uh, and then you know gives the, the speech on the way out. Uh, it's so good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he just kind of just... disappears off in the rain, which your dad would have hated, Jeff, because mm-hmm. I was reading the trivia and that rain was all fake. <laughs> but it, it was, was all, all over fake the ground. It was all over the ground. Yeah, as long as it's raining everywhere, he's okay with it. <laughs> yeah. um, I totally forgot about the. The, the restaurant, the owner of the place, when he's like, because mostly I think those westerns, like, all right, you get out of here. We're about to have a gunfight. He's like, nope, I'm killing you first because you allowed my friend to be on display. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is uh, Will, Will, Money, and Ned. Uh, I like their whole uh, the rekindling of like their partnership. They're coming back, but mostly I like that their characters are a little bit opposite. When it finally gets time to to kill the guys, I mean Ned takes care of him and everything. But when it's time to kill the guys, like Ned has been talking, like, "Oh, this is gonna be no big deal. Like we're not those guys anymore." But he was talking more like they're old and like they don't maybe they don't have you know the the physicality to do it anymore. But when it comes to it, he shot he shot the guy's horse first, then he fell over, and then he just couldn't bring himself to pull the trigger. So he went, yeah. I would say, like in an opposite direction when he was maybe a little bit more bravado coming up, like confident that, okay, we'll just kill these guys that deserve it, get some money, and we'll come back. And, and then slowly goes into like, yeah, I've you know, grown a conscience. I have you know a wife at home, even though I cheated on her with some whores. And uh, yeah, he couldn't do it. While as uh, uh, Will... Will Money is like going in the opposite direction with each as the movie progresses he's getting more and more back into the old his old habits up until yeah. the, the climax at the end yeah I think it was yeah his character was there to distinguish like that what cold-blooded killer Mill Will Money was mm-hmm. just born with it no awesome yeah, the uh, like we forgot to mention it the uh did some of the other shootout stuff, the whole, uh, I've, I've killed just about everything that walked or crawled at some point. That was another great line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I like when they're telling him to, to get the guy that we are the shootout above. <laughs> we won't shoot you. You better not shoot me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just imagine that. These guys are literally trying to shoot you and you're going to trust them. Cause eh, they're only after the one guy, but you don't know that. All right, well, my number one has already been mentioned, and that's the speech that he gives about kill, it's a hell of a thing, killing a man. You'll take take away everything he will be and all that. It's just it's a great line, and I think that's the theme of this whole movie, and it's really cool. Like, I've heard this line before, and I've, I think it's been used in other movies as well, but I think this is where it originated, right? Like, I don't know, but it's a pretty goddamn good line. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and just showing, yeah, like it's it can't be easy. And yeah, they they glorify the West, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I bet all the stuff has been glorified, and the movies do it because there'll be boring movies without it. But yes, I'm sure there is very few of these. Like how many? I don't know. Never mind. I'm not gonna have to talk now because I don't. Yeah, know. are there like Western dramas, like Sense and Sensibility, but in the Old West? <laughs> there are. That's yeah, more it's like okay. Sense Sensibility. I don't know. Sense Sensibility. Oh, uh, the um, um, House on the Little House on the Prairie. There you go. Yeah. Not a TV show, but a movie. Movie. Little House on the Prairie, the t- the movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you, you got go. me. <laughs> probably was. Uh, there probably we, was. We a... had to read one in high school. Uh, um, Where the red fern grows? No. Uh, we had go. a couple. It was like, was one of them? Was Sarah Plain and Tall about that? Or or my? Oh, I just don't hear from the Simpsons. My, my, my Antonia. Yeah, much better. You, you remember my Antonia? I do not remember my Antonia. Okay. Ricky Ticky Tavi. <laughs> I did. I'm I'm I don't think that took place in the American West, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! What about in elementary school? Uh, Indian in the cupboard. There we go. Okay. True to life. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I I take Alex's Weather Red for a Crows. That was a great book, but it really wasn't the Midwest. It was no, it was in the South. Just the South and with gunny sacks and. Killing, killing coons. Bye and bye. Coon dogs and all that other little, stuff. Old, and old, old Dan, old little Dan. Land. All right. Uh, well, that's it. Any honorable mentions? I didn't have any. Uh, Sally Two Trees, I think, was the <laughs> original, the original founder of the the Twin Pines Mall. I think she was uh, a great ancestor. Uh, she remarried uh, Mister Peabody after that. I thought she was a Dick Tracy, but I guess not. <laughs> just. Uh, my, when I mentioned uh, it's, I know it's not, it's not a gripe because it didn't really bother me, but um, like they 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 kind of the movie kind of refrigerates women in this to move the plot along. So Clint Eastwood's mm-hmm. wife is dead. The the whore gets cut up. Um, Francis Fisher is really the only female character in this that, that's actually kind of standing up for herself. Um, but even she kind of comes off as, as shrewish. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think the movie was trying to make any, any statements about any of that, but the movie is definitely lacking in, in any of the, anything positive <laughs> uh, in, in that regard. I agree. Yeah. But the movie is what it is. Yeah. That's not the story they were telling. No, I agree. All right, uh, let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Scott, what do you give it? Uh, I, I was going back and forth on this uh, before we started the podcast, but uh, yeah, it just it you can tell by the way I bloviated more than usual on this one <laughs> that that I think there's some really great stuff going on here. Um, cool word. Yeah, it is. Uh, I. <laughs> And I can't really think of a like a better western. Like there's one that I like more, maybe, but um, like pound for pound, like with filmmaking. Uh, so yeah, this this gets a seven. 
Go back to back sevens with uh, this yeah. and uh, the shinning. All right. Well, let's see if we give Cabin Boy a seven next week. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's I think so. <laughs> All right, Alex. What do you rate it? Uh, this for me is a very strong six. I enjoy this movie uh, very much. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I think if it did a little bit more with cinematography, because yeah, it had the standard, you know, the vistas and the great shots and everything, but there wasn't something uh, that you know was eye popping or eye catching about the cinematography as a whole. I mean, it's it's just shy of that. So yeah, it's six for me. All right. Uh, I also give this it this a six. It's a low six. It's bordering on five for me. I really enjoyed it. Ooh. I just first of all, westerns aren't really my my thing. Um, and if I'm going to watch one, this is not like a fun one to rewatch. But Wait, I, I can't. you live in the west. <laughs> I can't argue that's a great movie. Uh, we've been doing so much crap lately that I'll so I'll just give it a six. And after how awful Shiny was last <laughs> week, jeez. Yeah. yeah. We actually have had a couple good in a row with what we do in the shadows, but then yeah. make up for Scott's void and sunshine and I okay barbarians. <laughs> the barbarians, barbarians first of all, is a masterpiece. It's is, is a great movie. Let's, let's not uh, disparage everything. Oh, the, the void and sunshine are as bad as you make them out, Jeff. Oh, they are. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a pretty good score for this movie. Um, yeah. and real quick, I need a beer break. Oh, dang. And we're back. So what is our crossover topic this week, this week Scott? <laughs> it is, uh, unsurprisingly, Westerns. Um, <laughs> and then uh, just to, to preface this list... Um, you know, I, I left uh, Unforgiven off here because I, I try to avoid that when I can on, on our mm-hmm. crossover topic. So otherwise, that would be on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given that, uh, my number five is, is an old one, um, a classic western, a great score, um, some some great old time actors, uh, some uh, Yul Brenner. Um, uh, blanket here uh in like flint uh <laughs> um help me out here alex uh, i don't know anyways magnificent seven. Oh, i've seen it once and i really don't remember it so you know it's, it's obviously a a uh I, I i wouldn't call it a ripoff but it's basically seven samurai but as a western mm-hmm I've seen that. Yeah. That movie's fantastic. Isn't that the second, uh, the Magnificent Seventh, the second movie that used the Wilhelm scream? I do not remember. I don't think so, but it could be. I know it originates in an old western, but I don't know. Or is it an old war movie? Eh. I thought it was a western. It was. It was like it was some movie where it was like cowboys and Indians finding each other, and someone got hit with an arrow. And in the will. What are they doing in India? I don't know. All right, wow. Scott. I'm sorry, Alex. Number six, number five. Jesus. My, my number five is the. It's, I don't know why. 
mostly because I'm just a chucklehead. But uh, the first movie I ever think of when I think Western is The Quick and the Dead. Now, this movie is terrible. <laughs> it is all bunch of... It's just a schlocky movie. Gene Hackman, again, this time he is the villain. Uh, it's got Sharon Stone and uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape. What's his face? Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, thank you. And uh, Russell Crowe. Fighting around the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Russell Crowe. <laughs> this movie's all sorts of just nuts. And I love it. It's a good time. But it is awful. It's, it's Sam Raimi and his Sam Raimiest. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, when that clock tower goes, it was awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, my number five, I, so I can tell you, my top two were slam dunks, easy, and the rest, not so easy, because like I said, I'm not a huge Western fan, uh, despite uh, my father's influence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to do a little cheat here. Would, does Firefly count as a Western? Yeah, that's uh, actually, damn, that's a, that's a good one. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, well. Firefly slash Serenity is on my list. Um, I'm coming up with Cowboy Bebop. I'll leave that off. <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, I didn't watch that until the show. This is one of the few exceptions where you guys pulled one of these nerdy things out, and I actually liked it. Um, but I had already seen Serenity. Anyway, really good. Space Western, which, I mean, you could say that about Star Wars is kind of that too, I guess. But I'm not going to go there. But Firefly was definitely all into the Western motif and all that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Firefly, number five. Scott, number four. Okay, my number four uh, is one that we've done for the podcast. Uh, this this one, a hundred percent, was was also playing on on tropes of westerns, but in this one, uh, they they were they were playing it straight, uh, um, and that would be Silverado. Uh, Honorable mention. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I need to see it a, a few more times, but. Yeah, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. We, uh, recommend it. Go listen to the podcast. Silverado. Uh, all right, Alex, number four. Jeff, the song. <laughs> number four is uh, a video game. Probably the first Western video game I ever played, and I still love it to this day. Sunset Riders oh, from Konami. That's pretty good. <laughs> the game is so fucking cool. <laughs> Bury me with my money. <laughs> Comancho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comancho so is my you, dude. I know you guys. You guys don't really talk about. So you choose this over the Red Dead games, or is this higher on your guys' list? I've never played the Red Dead games, so I don't. I played enough. this. I played the second one all the way through, and for me, it was a slog. I mean, it was. It, yeah. It's a cool game, but uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I agree. And I hated I hated that it was a prequel, so the guy that I wanted to shoot the whole time, I, I was not gonna because he ends up in, you know, the first Red Dead Redemption as one of the bad guys in that. So it's like, oh well I know I'm not gonna get to kill this guy, so Okay. Sunset Riders. Go play. <laughs> Alright. Um my number four is Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh I've only seen this twice, and maybe not even all the way through the second time, but really enjoyed it. Uh, the whole harmonica scene with, was it Charles Bronson yeah. and everything? Just a really good, it's a long, but really good movie. Uh, I recommend. So Henry Henry yeah, Fonda is the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Super long movie, by the way. Jesus yeah, Christ, that is a long, long movie. movie, but it's it's worth a watch at least once. It really isn't though. It's two and a half, less than two and a half. It hours. feels like three and a half. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I remember Unforgiven being long. I just think movies have gotten so long now that we're kind of used to it. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. Once upon a time in the West. Did, when you rented it, did it come with two VHS tapes? <laughs> yeah, like that. That Gone in the Gone with the Wind, and yeah, uh, that was oh, like yeah. He he had a couple VHS. I remember that. Really? Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Wow. I don't remember that, but I don't think I saw it until I had DVD. I didn't see that right away. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, oh yeah, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is uh, my, my lone John Wayne outside of some of my honorable mentions. Uh, and that would be The the Man Who Shot Liberty Balance. Uh, highly recommend this one. Uh, Not to be compared with the man who had to do a pregame palace. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that was that was the prequel. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. that sets up the story. Like, you can watch the man who shot Liberty Valance without seeing the man who took the pregame palace, but it makes a lot more sense if you watch the other one first. Um, yes. Uh, uh, by the way, <laughs> people who aren't our close it. friends, the one person yeah. who's not our close friends that's listening to his appellants is when you have to take a shit. I think and, people uh, were actually. Gonna... I think people were actually figuring that out. But go ahead. No, and it came from uh, City Slickers when Jack Palance says, like, crap, bigger than you. So ever since then, we called digging a shit at Palance. No, but it was also because you had to take a Duke. Duke. Oh, yeah, that's a <laughs> John Wayne's a Duke. And how could Palance? It was something to do with that, too. Yeah, right? it's like, well, the Duke gets to take a Duke. But, I mean, Jack Palance, he craps bigger than I, you. So I, I thought the, the official uh, like phrasing was <laughs> twisting off a of Palance. No, I don't I've remember. I don't remember never heard that one. <laughs> You're adding some English okay. on that one. Well, <laughs> English kind of, bob over here like, twisting off a pedal. Whether that's correct or not, I do like that more. Uh, <sighs> yes, <laughs> got to twist off. A uh, just, uh, anyways, the man who shot Liberty Valance, John Wayne, uh, Jimmy Stewart um, is in this, and, and uh, they're both really good in this. Actually, uh, oh, the man that shot Liberty oh, Valance isn't here. He's at Fred's house. Well. Golly. Uh, <laughs> you want the moon? <laughs> you want the moon, Liberty? The moon, oh, John Wayne. John. Marion? <laughs> you want the moon, Marion? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. That's, that's right, yeah. See, deep cuts here. There it is. That's people that mm-hmm. know about stuff. Anyways, the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance is my number three. All right, Alex, what's your number three? My number three is the three amigos. Oh, damn. That's nice. Like, I'm Honorable Dusty Rhodes. I'm Lucky Day. Oh, it's a mail plane. How can you tell? Can, didn't you see his little balls? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> That's stupid. all that movie is. It's just it's stupid. <laughs> My little buttercup <laughs> has the sweetest a smile. <laughs> oh, great. You shot the invisible swordsman. <laughs> Why didn't you shoot it up in the air? Farther, 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 farther. I love, I love All right. beer. <laughs> tequila? <laughs> is that... Is that... Oh, what is tequila? Well, it's it like, like beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the three tequilas. All right. Well, number three on my list is uh, Deadwood. And this is on top of my mind because I've watched it within the last year. 
really enjoyed the show. Um, while this is not a movie, it's obviously on HBO. Lots of swearing, a lot more swearing in this than there was in uh, Unforgiven. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot uh, more swearing in that. <laughs> you big fucking son of a whore, horse. Swedging. You know, cocksucker and all that crap. But uh, Deadwood's great. Um, there it is. It's number three. So, Scott, what's your number two? Uh, number two is uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I'll, I'll let other people speak to this one. Ooh. Other than, to, as well. other than to say uh, it's probably my favorite Rally Monkey uh, homage. <laughs> so. Fuck you, Rally Monkey. Stupid Rally Monkey. All right. Uh, Alex, what's your number two? Yeah, good, the bad, and the ugly as well. Fantastic store, <laughs> score. Uh, great story throughout. Uh, Eastwood with terrible makeup after he gets out of the sun. <laughs> Great shoot at the end. Wow, Lee Van Cleef. Wow, wow. Yeah, my gosh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, then I guess we we guy we have our one and twos flipped. I'm assuming because my number two is Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is so hard for me, but uh, tie goes to my dad, so I'll give him good, bad, and the ugly. But uh, so I'll let you guys talk about Tombstone. So what's your number one, Scott? Tombstone. <laughs> yeah, okay. Tombstone. Uh, yeah. What? What 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 can we say? <laughs> that has not already been said. This is this is the commando of Westerns. <laughs> yes, uh, um, it's if like I don't even want to th- like think about it as like a like a movie like how it got made. It's just fucking rad from like beginning to end. <laughs> just mm-hmm. some some great uh, characters, um, like or at least some uh, great portrayals anyway, and uh, yeah. Let Alex finish it out. Mm-hmm. GSH. I'd never been, like, so amped up by a movie until after I saw Tombstone. It's like, oh my gosh, this is, like, the greatest thing cinema has ever produced. <laughs> so badass. Like, from beginning to end. the From the old-timey guy in the black-and-white film shooting the gun. Up until where, he, where they live off room service. They live happily ever after. <laughs> and Tom McSwift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom makes <laughs> he did he wept. Yeah, it's great, and it's for a modern western, right? You always think of westerns mm-hmm. of the old stuff, which I guess Unforgiven's considered a modern western too. But for Tombstone, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's just our generation's western. I think that's really what it is. But it's badass. Um, all right. So your number, my number one's Good, Bad, and the Ugly. You guys already mentioned it. Uh, it's just. It's, other than just being a badass movie, is special place. I want to say this is one of the few movies my dad like. Okay, sons, we're gonna watch this movie because he really wasn't that way. It was like this and Kelly's Heroes, which is another <laughs> Clint Eastwood movie um, that we sat down to watch. And I really didn't appreciate it as much. I also remember my mom telling me, "We're like, okay, so he's the good guy, and he's." And my mom's like, "No, they're all bad." <laughs> I remember my mom always explaining that they're all bad boys. <laughs> no, but he's good. No, they're all bad. <laughs> but this guy's definitely ugly. <laughs> he's definitely ugly. But yeah, and that's another long movie too, but I freaking love it. Like you mentioned mm-hmm. the scores, Clint Eastwood, Philly Van Cleef, uh They blow up a bridge. Tuco. Yeah, Eli Wallach. Uh yeah, who also Wallach, is in I the mean, Magnificent Seven, by the way. Like, yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I pulled that up. So Magnificent Seven, Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson, Eli Wallach, Robert Vaughn. And James Colburn and others. So. And others. But anyway, 
Good and the bad and the ugly, and just yeah, I've never wanted water more in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gotta you gotta drink it slowly though. It's like poison. Yeah, you're gonna ask Ned. He's got a bunch of water. Anyway, it's badass. This is my number one. Go on. Any honorable mentions? Yes. So, uh, same here. Another John Wayne, uh, El Dorado, which is basically a remake of another movie, Rio Bravo. Uh, but this this one's uh, John Wayne, Dean Martin, a young Jimmy Kahn is in this yeah. one. Uh, and then they have the thing where they swap the. <laughs> The uh, crutches at the end because they don't remember. <laughs> so that, so that is El Dorado, right? That's yeah, what I was trying yeah. to remember because that's another one I watched with my dad, and I was getting confused with Rio Bravo. So you're saying that's the remake? They're basically of each the other, same or? goddamn movie, but uh, okay. uh, but this one has uh, who's the bad guy? Ed Asner's the bad guy in this, which is which is great. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, that I, I also had Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, High Plains Drifter is. Oh, it's kind cool. of a tough watch, but I, I recommend it doing it at least once. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, finally, uh, if, if anybody hasn't seen it, uh, more recent again is the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I really liked. Oh, that that almost made it. my top right. five. Um, but that gotta watch that. That, that one's an anthology though, so um, I think it's like four or five different. I don't remember how many, but uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, there, there's some great stuff in there. Mm, okay. The Coen brothers doing the western. Well, they already they did one with uh, actually uh, True Grit. The the Coen brothers was actually really good. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Battle of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, True Grit was on my list. Um, Maverick. Oh damn! Yeah, I like Maverick. Yeah, it's such yeah, a good movie. <laughs> Unbeatable. <laughs> uh, fucking uh, Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, not, not open range, not uh, wide herb. Open, open range, you know <laughs> what? Open range isn't bad. I, I enjoyed open. Yeah, range. that was okay. Wide herb is just a fucking slog. But... I also had what you guys mentioned there: a Back to the Future three. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, yeah you're right. And uh, Blazing Saddles. I thought about Blazing Saddles oh, was actually one of the first things I thought of, but uh, like, yeah, I should have put it. It definitely counts, but like. <laughs> I wanted to to keep it like pure westerns here, I guess. Yeah, that's why I didn't make my top five, but it's yeah, an honorable yeah. mention. And you already, you already mentioned Silverado and Eldorado, so. All right, and with that, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So you guys, uh, you guys, uh, big uh, Green Bay Packers fans? Uh, nope. Sure. I mean, technically. We we could all, we each of us could be a part owner of the Green Bay Packers. Did you know that? <laughs> no. What? We could buy stock in Green Bay Packers. Well, a a I it's not really stock and I don't really think you get anything out of it, but you get like part ownership. <laughs> Anyways, continue well, please. Yeah, I should at least get some cheese if I'm yeah. buying some piece of Green Bay Packers. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers Tested positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah, I read about this. You jackass, unvaccinated. He 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 used uh, careful wording to uh, to uh, fool people or, or try to convince people that he was immunized when he took like an uh, uh, report say that he took uh, what's what's we call an alternative medicine 
in order to <laughs> heal himself, which I'm just picturing a triangle and a bunch of crystals that he rubbed on himself. And uh, nope, he wasn't following protocols even, you know, after all that. So he got himself the COVID. Yeah, I, I, I really don't want to get into this, but the, the he, he did fucking lie, though. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, he if did. he if he had, like, made a point saying, like, no, I'm going to get vaccinated, I, I definitely would have respected it more than him going, like, Oh yeah, I was immunized. I was immunized like way back in whatever August or whatever it was um, when he mm-hmm. told people that. Like, it's like no, you you knew you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So, so get vaccinated. Like, and the Packers, Packers, I think they're like six and one, seven and one. Well, they're yeah, having a they're really good well. season, even without like. And but their wide receiver last week was out for the same thing, uh, where he tested positive. So I, I don't know if that guy had. had gotten vaccinated or not but uh like i think they're gonna have a hard time without uh <laughs> without Aaron Rodgers this week just saying did uh, did somebody tell them that cheddar like killed covid can't eat more cheese yeah maybe he's not <laughs> yeah, he's I looking know. kind of skinny these days like maybe he's he's off the cheese he's no longer he's, kind of <laughs> sh- he's, off the cheese. he's no longer cheesing what's it this, uh, what's this uh, delicious bowl of uh, white over here <laughs> That's that's cottage cheese. Aren't you the cheese guy? Shouldn't you know this? Oh, okay. Cheese from God. I mean, I don't know cottages. Cheese. Probably thought a shitty man bun would keep the the vid away. <laughs> no, he's got one of those too. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Well, he's he's got. Some, oh, he's, Rogers has got some stuff going on. That's, yeah, it's <laughs> next. He's got to get one of those fucking monkey beards, monkey tail beards. But also in sports, Sidney Crosby of the Penguins has been. Uh, on the COVID protocol list because he tested positive recently, and he is fully vaccinated. Or yeah, at least yeah, yeah. claims. Yeah, damn, um, so, but he actually has symptoms. So, like, couple well, the other guys in the team have it, but with no symptoms, he actually is showing symptoms. So, damn. I, I heard. Uh, we shall see. Um, the Nashville Predators retired their first jersey uh, for Pecorine. No, yeah, I know Jeff is excited by that. We we actually do have a, a listener that is a, a Predators fan, so he might be sad or, yeah. or not sad, but excited, excited, sad. excited, sorry, <laughs> excited that uh, the Pecorino is gonna be in the annals of, of Predators history here. So do jerseys get like a pension when they retire? Uh, yeah, it's it's usually like I don't know. You know, whatever, whatever, oh, hang, yeah. usually like whatever, you know, the minimum salary is, so like double minimum wage. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, anyways. <laughs> it's time for Neem News! Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> Man, you took a long time to pull the ripcord, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. He's just letting us, it's a comedy, like riff. Comedy, huh? I've ever yeah. come up with <laughs> You know, the whole yes and thing, you gotta let it play out. Uh, Alright, so, uh, the, the, the hot couture uh, movie thing right now is uh, Dune, uh, so mm-hmm. we're actually gonna talk more about that in a future podcast, so we're not gonna say too much about that here, uh, however, um, yeah, just, just to note that it seems, I think I might have mentioned this last week, but... Uh, it did well at the box office, and I think they've already confirmed they're going to do a second one. They um, better. So, uh, one, one thing, it's not, not really spoiling anything, I guess, but 
I did not realize when I sat down to watch this that it was going to be Dune Part 1. I thought it was going to be the whole thing. And uh, I think I think this is the smarter way to go. Uh, there's a lot of book there. <laughs> Anybody that's read Dune, that's not a short book. Uh, mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of stuff to cover. Um, I mean, you, especially if you're just even establishing like the different worlds and the sets. Even the set pieces like take a while to, to breathe. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're excited to talk about it. Um, one, one weird note, I guess something we can talk about now is, uh, so they, you know, part two is, is a go, but they did not do the, the whole Lord of the Rings, uh, like Harry Potter, last movie in Harry Potter thing where they filmed the whole thing at once. Like they only did part one, so <laughs> Like they'll be basically, they won't be starting from scratch exactly, but they will be, uh, you know, having to get everybody back. Like it, it's it's going to be a process, so we're not going to see the movie for a while, or rather, we're not going to see the movie next year, anyways. Uh, but given how special effects heavy this mm-hmm. movie was, like I'm I'm going to be surprised to see it in 2023 now. Um, so yeah, I heard two years. Yeah, yeah. So know. yeah, 2023. So, um. But uh, in, anyway, just uh, before I leave that topic, as a person who hated the first movie, you guys, I gave it a one. I really enjoyed this one. So if you're on the fence like me or whatever, you didn't like the original, go check this out. And then you can enjoy our podcast in a couple of weeks when we cover it. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Might be better to just listen to our episode on Dune and then watch the new Dune movie. Yes. <laughs> just just to see how accurate we were with our uh, <laughs> set expectations. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, moving on, so uh, yeah, it's it's funny uh, how um, I wouldn't call it history example exactly because uh, it's not like I'm setting the world on fire here. But uh, basically, the same thing happened to me again recently that happened to me last year, where my computer died and uh, it forced me to to you know poor me had to turn to my other like myriad gaming stations and streaming services and everything. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I started picking up some games that I, that I hadn't played in a while, and I and I finally finished up uh, on on my Switch Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, so I can finally give a, a full review on that. Um, I, I definitely recommend it. I had, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it definitely fixes a lot of the things that were I feel like were unfun earlier in the series, where there was a lot of item management and just some rock paper scissors stuff. And they they basically done away with all that. There there's still like you still have to keep track of like weapon durability and things like that in this one. Um, however, it's not it never feels like a slog. Um, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of characters. There's there's like a, a slice of life like kind of persona. If anybody that's played the Persona series, um, like most recently Persona Five, uh, Persona Five Royal, uh, like we go around and and do activities when you when you're not in combat. Um, that that helps flesh out the game. Uh, so yeah, I I really uh, enjoyed my time with it. Um, the there's there's some uh, fairly decent new game plus features which I'm kind of diving into now. Um, so yeah, if anybody that that is looking for a Switch game, then they'll take some time. Uh, three houses, and then uh, moving on, a uh, couple short pieces here before I move on to Alex. Uh, I don't know what I saw today that prompted this, but 
uh, I I found out that uh, you know we <laughs> I've talked about Red Letter Media a few times recently uh, mm-hmm. that they they did a review of Hackers, um, so I'm like oh I'd be interested in seeing this so I I, I oh. booted that up and it was I, I don't know the he was Jack like I I don't know who any of the people are I'm, I'm, oh Jack Packard bald yeah the bald guy with the glasses um, yeah. Um, He's over at the Escapist now with uh, what's his face? Yahtzee. Yeah, with Yahtzee Kirchhoff. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So he's no longer part of Red Letter. No, he is. He guests every once in a okay. blue moon. But the the interesting part about this um, is who his co-host was, and like I did not realize this going in for for I just wanted to see a thing on hackers. Uh, it was Macaulay Culkin. Oh, yeah. The Colk was, like, uh, a long-time guest for a while. He did, like, a bunch of guest spots in a row. Yeah, I was I was surprised. Like, he, he had some insightful things to say. He was, he was funny. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just, like, out of left field. Like, I, I was like, why, what, why is Macaulay Colk in here? Uh, oh, but, dude, but, this is going to blow your mind, then. Patton Oswalt does a uh, Best of the Worst episode with them. I, I don't know what that is. Oh, this is where they watch like a bunch of just really shitty movies that you've never heard of before. Like they watch it and then they review them at the end, and then they pick which one is the best of these worst movies. Okay, I'll have to see what Pat Oswalt was up to. Big fan of his. <laughs> it was fucking great. Okay. I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's awesome. All right, and then uh, finally, uh, fuck, I already forgot the date, but uh, in like two weeks, I think uh, the Cowboy Bebop. Live action series hits Netflix. Uh, yeah, well, maybe I'll mention this again next week, but uh, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'm such a huge fan of the the anime that I can't not give it a shot. Uh, but they finally released mm-hmm. like a real trailer, and uh, yeah, there was enough there to get me interested. Uh, they they done some teasers that were like j- that seemed like just for marketing stuff only. That it was kind of hard to get a bead on on. Like just like the level of quality, even. Uh, but some of the live stuff is good. Some some of the dialogue was a little cringy in the live trailer that I saw. Uh, but you know, I'll I'll, I'll give it uh, a shot. I'm also curious to see like how long the damn thing's going to be because uh, you know these these series are never like more than I don't know. You're usually like around eight, right? Eight to nine these yeah, days. Like eight to ten episodes. But like if it goes in double digits, like there's no way it's getting into like the twenty four, twenty five that the, the original series is. So I, I am curious like which content they're gonna cut. Like what, what episodes aren't gonna be or or what they're gonna combine anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, there are... Or if it's it, I mean there's some there's some stuff that is it looks a lot similar to the anime, but they could go in a completely different direction. True. Well, I think I think also. they'll have to for some of it, but there, there are there yeah. are a few episodes that I'm I'm definitely looking forward to without spoiling anything, like the uh, like the mushroom episode, the uh, the refrigerator episode, just to name a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yep, that, that's all I wanted to go but over. Did again, have you seen any any shots of Radical Edward? No, that seems to be one of the things that's missing. But they, yeah. I, I think they showed the think... guy that was. The the bad guy in the first episode, Hakeem. So that like that's got to be a yeah. part of the the storyline. Like there's got to be something with the. In, in, anyway, without I don't want to spoil anything for people, but uh, yeah, um, the amusement park guy too. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, 
And then the overall kind of through through blind is going to be part of it too. Awesome. But uh, um, yep. Uh, Chiefs. I'm going to watch Cowboy Bebop. This week. <laughs> yeah, doing. actually, I, I know someone that's rewatching it. That's kind of the anime. Yeah, yeah. That's what made me think of the. Uh, I, I caught a bit of the the fridge episode and was laughing again. Um, anyways, uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Um, yeah, actually, I've been uh, <laughs> me and the missus. We watched the our, our procedurals. I, I'm not Your stories. Most of them. I know our stories, but I and I think this is because of my love for Nathan Fillion. But I'm I'm liking. I'm partial to the rookie. Have you guys seen any of the rookie? I watched a part of it, and like there were things that I liked. Is that where? Is that Brendan Fraser and he gets like twenty-seven <laughs> strikeouts and four home runs? No, in no, one no, game no, no, no. That's 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 actually uh, Chuck Sheen and Clint Eastwood and Raul Julia. Oh. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that's right. Um. Oh, speaking of that rookie, uh, my dad sent me to pick up a Clint Eastwood movie at the at the rental store, but it wasn't there, so I rented the rookie instead. And my dad was mad. <laughs> He's like, "Look, if they don't have the movie I asked you to get, don't get anything." <laughs> it's like, well, I had Clint Eastwood in it. I thought you'd like it. <laughs> uh. Funny. Um, <laughs> he was not happy with the Rick. But yeah, with the the TV series, um, yeah, like there's things I like about it. Um, I don't know. Like I, I had trouble with some of my uh, suspension and disbelief for that one because, like, I feel like he gets in a shootout like every other episode. <laughs> yeah, which, which and the, like, the higher ups are talking. It's like, oh, how how many shoes you been in? Oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they like career. make a point of it, saying like, oh, like it almost never happens. And then they're like he's constantly <laughs> yeah. in them, and like or shit, like or it's happening to other people, and it's like, eh, yeah, yeah. This is it's it's a procedural. Yeah, but but it's not really like kind of like. Eh. Anyway, um, continue, please. Oh, there's. Yeah, there's just enough there to hold my interest. Nathan Fillion is always funny. I like his acting. The supporting cast is also pretty good. So, eh, it's okay. That's it. Anything else, Alex? Ah, Nope. This beer is good. (laughs) All right. Jeff, anything you want to go over? Yeah, um... Well, I watched Dune twice, so that took up some time, but I really enjoyed it. Um, finally started watching Squid Game. Squid uh, Games! Only a couple episodes in, but so far really enjoying it. Just haven't had time to continue on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see why everybody likes it. Um, I think that's it. Other than there was a, a, I guess Scott didn't mention but The Eternals opens this week. Yes, um, and right now it's trending on being the lowest rated Marvel movie, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Is the original Captain America not on there, where he steals the truck all the time? Okay, the MCU, I guess. I don't. Okay. Know. <laughs> yeah, no Daredevil or original Hulk movies either. But yeah, <laughs> of the modern day MCU. But I think what, what I've heard from other people is that it's just it's totally different. So if you go in expecting a typical Marvel movie, you're going to be it's going to be weird to you, and you might that's why it may affect your rating. It's very dense. They said it's oh, almost I like see. Dune as far as that. You're just being told all these facts, and so it may be hard for you. So I don't know. Okay, um, 
but I'll go with an open mind. Um, I mean, it's got Game of Thrones people in it and Selma Hayek, for Christ's sake. So it's got Angelina Jolie. It's got Gemma Chan in it. So I, mean, I, I don't know who that is. Um, I'm, so I'm planning on actually seeing that Monday. So Ooh. With Solomon nice. Grundy? Solomon Grundy. Born on a Monday. <laughs> Solomon Grundy. <laughs> Solomon Grundy. Best song ever. (laughs) Solomon Grundy, want pants too. Yeah. Superman never made any money. Saving the world from Solomon Grundy. Not like like Tarzan, who's a piece of shit. (laughs) Lyrics, check the lyrics, people. What's in there? Um, I thought it was one other thing. Oh, the, the teaser trailer for the book of Boba Fett released oh, yeah. this week. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, nothing really given away there, but just cool. First, you get to see the Bomar Monk spider droid, which is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. I mean, you really didn't give up. You didn't see much. You're going to see there's going to be some Twi'leks. There's going to be some mm-hmm. Gamorrean guards, some Jabba's Palace action going on. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything specific you guys want to talk about? Um, nope, it, it looks it looks fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait. Got, yeah, it's going to be packed in December with uh, The Witcher and uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, and Hawkeye should be coming out soon, too, no? Hawkeye, yeah, I forget when that... This, oh, yeah, yeah. Christmas. Around that same time frame, yeah. Yeah, maybe we could talk about it's more when it gets closer, but like, I'm interested in, like, cameos or appearances by other characters... That may show up in this series, right? Are, are we going to get a Mandalorian? Obi-Wan. Because you know, I hear the trailer for Obi-Wan's coming soon, too. Right. But Obi-Wan is dead, so unless it's his ghost that shows up. And this is after Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so Damn it. it won't be Obi-Wan. But, I mean, I don't know if his spirit ghost is going to talk to Boba Fett. That would enrage me. <laughs> Ray shows up Ray. to make some bread with water. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. Any of the first order stuff starting to take place? I don't, I don't, I don't know. But it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, is Darth Maul alive during this time? Or no, he's dead. Yeah, because Obi Wan kills him when he's talking about. Luke. Anyway, <laughs> it could be what's her face, uh, Khaleesi, because I think she takes over from Darth Maul because. I don't think the solo movie is ever going to get a sequel as they set up, but they may take it over in these TV shows, right? Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of stuff, whatever they were trying to do in those movies, takes place here. She could be leading that Red Syndicate, or I, I already forgot what it was called. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's all I got. Cool. It's not a lot. All right. Uh, I think we can wrap this up then. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Tip your waiters. Yep. Bye. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.